0: Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host Meryl Vandemover, and today in episode 184, I'm going to be sharing with you some ideas on using tech for summer learning. Now, if you're a parent, you might be hearing the words tech and summer and shuddering, because the last thing you want in your summer plans is tech. You're probably hoping to have your kids off of tech for a lot of summer. Well, just hold on and listen to my ideas. On the other hand, if by any chance there is one of your children listening with you at the moment, or particularly a teen, and they're hearing that there is summer and learning put together, they are probably also shuddering and thinking, it's summer, I don't want to learn. But again, listen on, and I think you might like some of my ideas on how to extend learning into the summer without it being formal schooling. So you, you're not homeschooling again in the summer and you're doing uh, educational activities that your kids are actually enjoying. So I'm gonna, it's gonna be in three different categories. And the first category we're gonna look at is using tech on vacation or on a staycation. So you may not be going out of town, but you may actually be trying to do some fun things. So the first app I think I've mentioned before is called Cleo it's free and it tells you where there are nearby historic attractions so this is particularly you probably know the ones in your own city but if you're going to somewhere else and you perhaps even just walking around the town and you're wondering i wonder what there is nearby here you can um, open up the app and it will tell you, is there a museum? Are there historical markers? Uh, is there a nearby battlefield? Uh, it just gives you information, and then you can decide whether you actually perhaps want to go in and look at the museum, or if you just read up a bit about the history of the area. So it's just, it's always more interesting learning history when you're on location as such. So even if you're just driving through a place and you look to and clear, uh, and it will show you what happened in that area. So that's a great app to use. So the next one is geocaching. There is an entire episode on geocaching, um, episode 38, um, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. You can find all the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. But uh, just a brief recap, geocaching is following clues and um, coordinates to find a cache, a treasure cache. This gets you outside and moving. It also helps your children to learn to follow directions. They have to, you have to literally, first of all, get to the place where you're going to be searching, and this can be in your hometown or anywhere else. There are geocaches all over the world. Uh, Then you, once you actually stop and park, you then have to start following directions. And sometimes there is a photo there to help give clues to actually find the cache, um, which when it'll be a little box or something like that I also have a um, actually wrote a blog post about this too I took two of my students and we went exploring and trying out the geocache app we had a blast and I wrote up the whole thing in uh, a post which I will also link to so uh, if you want to see that it's got some videos on how to go about it it's got pictures of us it's fun so go take a look Uh, The next thing is scavenger hunt apps. Now, these apps aren't going to be free usually. Now, there are actually a few. I've actually done uh, a free one in London. Again, you can look in your own hometown and you can look in other places. Now, there are lots of different apps out there. If you just Google it, you'll find them. But the one that I've used most recently is um, Let's Roam. And again, one of my students, she's actually uh, works for me um, as well, she and I went together to check it out, and she wrote up the post, and I will link to the post in the show notes. But we spent about two hours wandering around our own city and finding things we didn't know about. Again, it's a nice way to learn without it feeling like school. And it's worth the money, it's not a, a lot, and you, know, you can just buy one for your family and then you're just using it on one app. If you a big family, you could split up, your husband could take half the kids, you could take the other, or if you've got teens, they can send them off by themselves. Um, or you even do this against another family, you make it a race to see who can finish or who can score the most points, because it does tell you score as you go along. Uh, and it's it's just a really fun way to be out, moving, learning all at the same time. I've also done one called Crazy Dash in the past. Uh, there, there are quite a few different ones, and I would just suggest you go and look and see what you could do. Right, the next category is indoor, educational fun on apps and uh, gaming devices, etc. And these I'm looking at all for, you know, rainy days, days when it's too hot, perhaps somebody's sick. Um, you know, things like this where you, I know that in summer we like to be outside at the pool a lot, maybe go camping, cycling, all those kind of things, but there are times when you just end up being indoors for whatever reason. And here I'm going to go through different categories of games that are educational in different ways, but your child is not going to think about it like that. Um, And so I want you just to understand that there's a lot of value in in um, educational gaming so first of all there are games uh, that require communication where you have more than one um, person playing and they're all sometimes in the same room sometimes may even be playing uh, virtually this obviously will be more teenagers but where they actually have to communicate to achieve a goal the one that comes to my mind is one that I watched my my daughter playing a lot and that's overcooked If you're not familiar with this, this is, I'm not sure, she plays it on the Switch, I think it is. Yes, the Switch. I'm not sure if it's on other um, uh, platforms as well. But basically, you are running around trying to um, operate a kitchen and orders are coming through, and some of you are taking things off the grill and others are rushing them to customers, etc. But one person just can't do it alone. Well, I think you can play in a single mode, but the easiest way to actually beat the levels is to play together and this is cool because you have to say oh go get this or I've got this and it it teaches those communication skills then um, you could play games that teach coding or other skills I'm going to mention coding but you could actually you'll probably find physics ones you know various different things like this if you want to learn about electricity etc just google there's so much out there Uh, Some of these are going to be free sometimes, but most of them, again, are going to be paid. But again, I'd say they're worth the money. Daisy the Dinosaur is an app that can be used from four years and up to teach the basic principles of coding. Lightbot can also be used by younger children. Um, It's got an online version as well as an app. I think the app might have a low cost um, and the online is free. Uh, It's been a while since I've played them, so you'll have to look at that. Then you've got, um, for like the older ones, uh, again, these Switch games that I know about is Game Builder Garage and Human Resource Machine. Human Resource Machine, um, again, my youngest daughter, who's in her 20s now, uh, she was playing this when we were traveling recently. And she really got hooked on it in a good way um, and realized that you know, she actually likes coding and she hadn't thought about that. And she sort of had second guessed herself as to what she'd gone and studied at college. So it's a good idea to introduce those kind of games earlier so your child can realize earlier, oh, I'm good at this. Maybe it's actually a good path for a career. Uh, Number three, it's not educational, it's more health related, but games that get people moving. I just wanted to include those. We particularly stands out to me obviously all the just dance games um the Wii Sports I remember the resort one when my daughter was younger we would play that a lot some of the archery and different things and they're fun again and then once you play together so it's not just you know a child sitting getting lost in their own world but it's uh, it's you, you know you're playing against each other but you're having fun together then there are games that maybe your child is playing alone, but that have educational content. Uh, Civilization is one that my boys played a lot. Uh, and again I have an actual episode on history ones. Um, I'm just mentioning history here though you can find ones with content in different content areas uh, History also have age of Empires is another one where they're going to be playing as a civilization and learning about that civilization as they play and most of it is is, is really well done and and based well on what actually happened in history. But um, I will link to that episode as well. It says episode 56, where Charlene Hess joined me and we had a chat about learning history through video games. And then the last subcategory under this, um, this area is critical thinking skills. Now, a lot of computer games actually, and video games actually teach critical thinking because you're having to think how you're going to beat this level. You have to think things through um so it's it's just a general you know you might be looking and thinking oh my child is just wasting their time but just go spend some time watching what they're doing and asking them questions and you may realize that there is a lot of value in what they're doing for me the ones i enjoy the most with critical thinking are the adventure games mist is probably the best known one spelled myst um but there are also there are a lot of haiku apps um on the ipad has lots of free ones. These like uh in app purchases, and I've never spent a cent, so they've all been free for me. I like to play them on the on the airplanes, um, which really forces me not to go and look up walkthroughs because I don't have access to the internet right then. But th- there are a lot of those. The room, um, again, uh, iPad app. Um, there's the whole room series, which are really good as well and um, I should do an episode on some of the ones that I really like. Perhaps I'll do that soon. But once you sort of find one, then you can find similar ones that your family likes. And, again, these are quite hard. So, uh, you know, when my kids were younger and still at home, we would like to play them together. If you've got a um, computer that still takes CD-ROMs, the Nancy Drew games, <coughs> Sorry, um, there, there are those that were really fun to play. There were also, like, some Agatha Christie ones where you try to, like, figure out who done it that are really good. And the the last category I want to look at is using technology to learn new hobbies or to do deep dives into topics. So this is not you trying to get your kids to do more school, but rather they may have expressed interest in learning, um, you know, how to do a specific craft. And here I also point you to an episode uh, on technology and handicrafts that I did a while ago with um, Amber and Neil Johnston, which talks about how her daughter uses YouTube tutorials to learn new things. And YouTube is a great free resource out there. And you can, you know, whether it's baking, um, whether it's some kind of, you know, fixing the car, anything that your child may have expressed some interest in learning to play a musical instrument just to get started you know you might want to eventually pay for something later maybe an in-person class but to check that they actually have interest let them get going origami comes to mind go and look up youtube tutorials and let them learn like that then you also have um, what about doing some deep dives now during the year You know, as you've been studying things, your child might have kind of showed an interest in something specific. And you know what it's like? Kids will get this like really specific, like earthworms or a specific type of dinosaur um, or, uh, you know, a period of history that just fascinates them and they can't get enough of it. Because, you know, I I know that people people don't homeschool might kind of wonder are kids ever actually interested in learning? But you know, if you're using great curriculum, it really can happen that your child just, like, gets fascinated by something, and, you know, you might have been able to spend some time looking at that topic, but, you know, you need to move on and finish, you know, the curriculum you've bought, you've probably got other kids, and you may be trying to do it all together, and so you can just, you know, do that, but in the summer you can, you can say, hey, remember how you wanted to learn more about a stegosaurus, well, let's go and see what we can find online, you might find a you know, good websites, interactive ones. You may find uh, documentaries that they can watch. Um, and then another idea is to look at web-based unit studies. Now, show sponsor Funder Fund Academy has a number of them. And so, you know, there are some of them that could definitely be of interest to um, a child. World War II, um, the stock market, there's also one on digital gifts that kind of fits into. So that one, you know, these do cost, obviously, but uh, you know, like the YouTube tutorials. This, these are tutorials on how to use different tech to actually make a gift you can send virtually. So there are games and things like that that you can do. Uh, but you can you can use technology to actually find it. Even just on YouTube, you can go and also you know find more information about topics your child might be interested in. Um, and then, thirdly, you can encourage your child to use technology to be creators um, and to learn new technology. Now, um, depending on the actual gifting of your child, will be what they actually find interesting. Now, if you try to get me as a child to obviously, this tech wasn't available when I was a child, but if you try to get me to go and learn how to create digital art and posters and manipulate photography. Uh, I would have been not interested because I didn't like art in any form. I am not gifted artistically um, looking at art. Sure, that's that's cool. But actually trying to do it myself, I, I, I do not enjoy it. So that wouldn't have been fun. But, you know, if you have a child that is gifted in that area, you know, going and finding something that they can learn. A lot of it is free. You might also be prepared to pay some money for them to take an online class or even an in-person class that teaches them the tech. So, you know, I was thinking things like video, video editing, um, video creation. Um, I know that my children dabbled with that. Stop motion, my children dabbled with that during the summer. Uh, Actually, Fund of Fund Academy has a web-based unit study on that. Um, Writing, if they enjoy writing, they might want to... um, You know, do something like choose your own adventure um, to then share it with someone else. And by the way, if you look back in old episodes of ours, I'm not going to link to all of them because literally I have episodes covering all of this where you can find free tech to do it. Audio, creating fun audio, manipulating it. Um, Coding. you know, if they actually want to learn to code. And again, uh, Show Sponsor Fund to Fund Academy has five-week coding classes, which are really good to do over the summer because they are self-paced. So, you know, they could do one for a week and then go on vacation for a week and then come back and do another week and then maybe have an in-person camp that they're doing for a week, you know, and so they can pick it up and uh, on and off. And there is, even they could take two weeks to do a one-week one. Week one. It's, there, there is nothing that has to be done by a certain time. However, there are uh, three. There is a beginner an intermediate and advanced. So next time you can come back into the intermediate, the next summer, the advanced. And if they're high schoolers and they do it like that, and they could actually take it as a half credit by the end because the three together do make up a half credit. So that's just again, you know, something fun. But again here, do something, you know, don't force them to sit and learn to code if they have no interest. And to them, that will be the worst thing possible. You know, it's summer, you know, but there are always things that our kids are interested in doing and find those things and use tech to help them uh, explore further and learn. And just to wrap up, I just want to remind you if you do have rising 9th through 12th graders, your sponsor funder fund academy is running their high school challenge. Uh, it's it, it's, t- it's, it's uh, in a virtual classroom, um, and the challenges are actually tech-based. They are fun, there are online games, quizzes, all trying to help your child figure out what they want to do in college, which college they want to go to, how much college is going to cost how they're going to pay for it, and do they have the skill sets. So, you know, just again, there, there's some of the tech skills coming in that they have to, you know, try and figure out, you know, can they actually make a little slideshow, etc. There is nothing uh, that's going to be too stressful and not fun. Uh, they earn points, the points get translated into rewards, and the rewards are gift cards to Target and Amazon, places where teens do like to shop, and the overall prize is $150. So it will also be a link in the show notes or just go to fundafundacademy.com and look under contests. That's all for this week. I hope that this was enjoyable and you got some new ideas for summer. If you think this would help a friend, share it with them, whether it's on social media or sending them a direct link. And if you have a minute this summer to give us a rating and review on the podcast player where you're listening to this, that would be fantastic and much appreciated. Also remember we have a Facebook group, Homeschooling with Technology Community. Come along there, tell us what you've been doing with tech during this past year and what you would like to be learning in the current year. Well, that's all for me. I'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermeer.